Welcome, welcome to the best five minute wine podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the best five minute wine podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, great minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is. So basically, I opened Hidden Legend Winery for what Harvard Business School would call the worst possible reason to open a business, and that's because the neighbors thought it was a good idea. In this episode, we head to the state that has the largest migratory elk herd in the nation. It's the only state with a triple divide, allowing water to flow into the Pacific, Atlantic, and Hudson Bay. We head to Victor, Montana. I'm Ken Schultz, and I am the uh, founder and winemaker at Hidden Legend Winery in uh, Victor, Montana. Okay, Ken, let's go back to the beginning. Where did this spark come from? Well, when we were kids, I had an uncle that was uh, a research chemist and a serious hobby winemaker. Friends with the head of the enology department at Purdue and various vineyard owners and things of that nature. And his basement had all the right glassware. It was like Frankenstein's laboratory. So I guess that was the spark. Oh, yeah, that was early, uh, you know, under 13. I turned 21. I was going to school in Lausanne, Switzerland. I worked overseas for a number of years and I came back. I got married when I was 23. And uh, the very first time I owned a closet, I made wine. Me personally, I've lived all over Montana. I just uh, love the big sky, but how about you? No, I was still in Ohio when I got married, and we came out here. We got married in 75, came out to Montana, saw it, fell in love with the place in 76, and finally moved here in 79. Well, my wife is Norwegian, and she thought it looked like Norway. And because I had worked there, I thought it looked like northern Pakistan. (laughs) But no monkeys or water buffalo. There's something captivating about the Bitterroot Mountains. You can look off in the distance and see a whole train. Well, uh, you know, at some point when uh, hiking and fishing and vistas and all of, you know, the alluring things of Montana kind of settled down to a little bit, I thought I'd make some wine. And evidently I hadn't thought it through very well because there's no grapes. However, I had read The Hobbit and I knew what mead was. And so I came across a bucket of honey that somebody was just disposing of, and I thought I'd make mead. I mentioned it to my uh, peers in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and they were like, oh my God, Ken, no, don't make mead. It's, it's horrible. It's thick. It's uh, Vikings drank it. You'll give winemakers a bad name. And I thought, well, you snobs. <laughs> I'll show you that I can make a mead every bit as complex as your wines. And so I made mead in the mid 80s. Let me just put it this way. I have a driveway that's uh, a half a mile long, three switchbacks up a mountainside. And the guy that used to keep it clear for me in the wintertime would do it twice for for a bottle. Okay, let's rewind just a little bit without getting technical but getting technical, just to fill everybody in, me especially, mead is often referred to as honey wine, but that's not really accurate. You make the wine with honey, water, and yeast rather than fruit. So technically, mead is kind of in its own category of an alcoholic beverage. Well, the word mead goes way back to the Sanskrit, and the word medhu is honey in Sanskrit, and it's where the English word meadow comes from, which doesn't mean field of flowers, it means where nectar is gathered, and so mead is actually a shortened meadow. 
Well, I imagine that the chemical process is uh, very similar. You're, you're dealing with sugars, but just different kinds of sugars. So are there some nuances to the whole process? The process is very similar, although we do have to create an environment for the yeast in honey because there's nothing in it but sugar. And a grape contains just the right amount of nutrients and trace minerals and acids and sugars and that to make wine. And the powder on the outer outer skin is yeast. So if you break a grape, you can't stop it from making wine. Whereas honey needs to be adjusted a bit before it'll ferment. In part two of our interview with Ken Schultz of Hidden Legend Winery. I hear it's very exciting. He tells us what is very exciting. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHizzet. If you like the show... Please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The best five-minute wine podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology and added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Don't worry. Search for it, and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive, and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast, and let's get the conversation started. Try it out, and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com, to try it.